What's up, everybody? What's good in the hood? My name is Andrew Peel, and I am the host of the No Bad Day Show. It is the show where I dive into the lives of many individuals from all walks of life and discuss the legacies they are leaving behind, how they've overcome incredibly bad circumstances, and how they've used those bad situations in life to not only improve one or two areas, but apply them to many areas of their lives. Every other week, you'll also be hearing me dive into some personal stories and lessons that I've encountered through the years and how I've applied them to my life and lives of the hundreds across the country that I am now coaching. Just so I don't forget to mention as well, I do appreciate that if you leave a five-star review at the end of the show and sharing it to help spread the message. I also welcome you to tag me in the stories using the hashtag NoBadDays as often as you're able. I appreciate everyone for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. But yeah, have you ever like downloaded to where you forgot to like mark the button or whatever so you don't download the video? Oh, because if you download no. like a Joe Rogan podcast and it downloads the video automatically, that's like that's no, near all your space because, on your phone. Because I that's always like two movies. Because I always download the video on purpose. Oh, do you? Yeah, I like to I like to watch it. Oh, Honestly, see, I, I get more into it when I can like watch them talk versus just the audio. Yeah. I have troubles with just like listening cuz I get distracted very easily. So, so let's <laughs> get this straight just to back it up. So you prefer to not read a book. You like to listen to a book. Yes. And then you don't want to listen to a podcast. You like to watch I want to watch podcast. a podcast. Yes. <laughs> what do you do for movies? What's the next level? Read of the that? subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. I'm serious though. I like to watch movies with subtitles. I I can't say much, but we have kids. So like yeah. we always have subtitles on because like there's yeah. always background noise and just like someone's crying and screaming. Yeah. Dogs barking at someone something. So like yeah. <laughs> my wife and I, <laughs> we've never even like paid attention to it anymore. But like we'll constantly yeah. have the subtitles and just. Well, that and read I'm those just like time without even thinking about it. If I'm at home and especially if we're like watching a movie or something, I'm never not eating. So like I have to be able to hear over myself right. like crunching yeah. on something. I like that. <laughs> That and, like, my wife and I will talk through the entire movie about, like, the movie while it's going on or whatever we're watching. So it's nice to have subtitles uh, on. Yeah, you can't yeah. watch movies with me then because I, I don't yeah. like that show. Like, well, my wife I, gets I, annoyed I'm about it sometimes. I'm to watch the movie <laughs> and Amanda will talk, kids will talk. and Yeah. yeah. I have a short attention span. <laughs> well, I, I do too. Maybe that's why, like, I like movies because it's the one thing that I can focus on. I don't know. It's a long time to dedicate to something to just not like. <laughs> just well, you gotta get good movies then. I know. I used to be a movie fiend. I loved watching movies. All right, so we're gonna cut through some of the dialogue here because otherwise, I feel like we could just sit here and bullshit forever. Probably. Um, those of you that are listening, you have already been warned. Um, this will be like a couple of recordings into this uh, series with the No Bad Day Show, and it's a total learning curve for me. I don't even want to admit to like how long we just had trying to set up doing multiple microphones for this. Um, yeah. And come to find out my mix board, I did not have the power on. So it was recording sound through my laptop the entire time. So I, I did get some video footage of that. So maybe that'll showcase as a reel or something sometime. Um, but anyways, this is a learning curve. So just kind of take that for what it's worth. Um, the whole purpose of this is like, bringing on dudes like Adam here to where I feel they have a lot of value that they can share with people through their experiences. Um, even like in his case, he's not a very old person by any means. Um, I, how old are you? I don't even know anymore. I'm 28. 28. Okay. See, I was going to say 29. I just so. turned 28 this summer actually. Okay. There you go. So dude's 28, but, um, I respect the hell out of the guy cause he's not, I, I'm not going to go too deep into the story, but he's not following the norm of like what everyone else is trying to do and that's not an easy thing to do um as i can relate being 32 and kind of being in a similar situation um so yeah we're gonna dive into this and hear kind of some of his background where where he started from who he is a little bit about himself um dive into some stories and you'll have to like give me like a cue or something if I say the word um a bunch because I caught myself likewise uh, yeah okay there we go so <laughs> it's mutual here yeah um, but hear a little bit about him and like I said one of the things with this is just honestly for people to have a chance to leave like something in in stone and have a recording and something that like your future children can go back on and they can listen like early on like this is 
like or my gra- like this is my grandpa and yeah. like this is the first podcast mm-hmm. or the first episode where we ever heard kind of yeah. you speak on something and like that's how um i want it to be for everybody in general is just to have that availability and opportunity for like you to kind of talk about your legacy what you're trying to shoot for and like even though you're yeah. 28 not 29 no that's um, cool i mean because we only have pictures of like our grandparents that we yeah probably never even met right and or it'd be cool to have like to know a little bit about like yeah. the stuff that they went through while they were going through it and stuff just to see how different it is from now too right and like i i know your grandpa just from whenever i was living in um wilshire there and like we live so close to each other yeah that like i would hear some stories from him and like i mean he had some cool stories like very interesting stuff to talk about yeah and like all of those individuals like a lot of those stories if you and i wouldn't pass them along or like if our parents wouldn't pass them along or like there's all kinds of stuff like it'll never it'll never go on it'll never continue just be lost yeah that's like i'm always getting chills thinking about it now yeah like well, it's kind of scary to think about too. This is, but this is like super freaking dope because yeah. like I, I plan to get on like my grandpa, my dad, yeah. my uncles, things like that, that like I want their stories to keep going on. And that's, yeah. so it's going to be super cool. No, that's cool. I'm excited to have it you on. That is exciting. Um, so let's get to it. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, I guess, tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself um yeah i mean i'll I'll start out with thanks for that intro but i i definitely i definitely still feel like i've done nothing with my life (laughs) just because there's so much that i want to do i just feel like i haven't done anything but yeah i mean i I grew up around here with you so um but you know i went after i graduated from the same high school you did in 2014 i went to uh I tried college for a little while and found out very fast that it was not for me. Where were you going to college for? Uh, I went to Wright State Lake Campus. And honest to God, the only reason I went was because I felt obligated because like it seemed like when you graduate high school, it seems like that's the only thing. That's like, that's the only option. It's like you go to college or you go straight to work. Right. And I just like still had no idea. I was like, I was like, I knew what I wanted to do with my life at the time, but it didn't involve college and it didn't involve going to work. I had like a waiting period before I could get into the state patrol which is what i wanted to do because you had to be a certain age you had to be 21 so i was like i just feel like i had three years to waste after high school to get there because that was the only thing i wanted to do but no i ended up pretty much just dropping out of college after the first couple semesters because i just hated it and i knew like i didn't want to do it i just i wasn't i wasn't a good student in high school i was like a c student um and that's just who i am to be honest i hated it so you know, I ended up working a full-time job on, at the same time and just focusing on that until I could get into the patrol. And I, I got in in 2016 and then I graduated in 2017. And yeah, I was a state trooper for uh, just a hair over five years before I decided to leave. Okay. So, um, well, first off, I did go through college. I had like all the same thoughts that you did, but yeah. I, I finished and ended up going back yeah. the second time kind of still not sure if that was the best choice or not yeah but now i have the student loan payments for the careers that i am yeah. not doing so i will say you're at least better off in that sense because you do not have those extra payments coming out that for fair. pieces of paper that are actually up there in that bookcase somewhere that mean nothing <laughs> that mean, absolutely, mean nothing. absolutely nothing um but that's cool so like what um i guess talk a little bit about like you you were a trooper for five years a little yeah. over five years like yeah talk a little bit about like what that environment was like for you i mean obviously i know like there's certain things you can and can't tell probably but like yeah tell us like <laughs> a little bit about like what that environment was like yeah um, and what like obviously you're not there for a reason what steered your way yeah honestly um it was a very fast-paced environment um there's a lot of challenges to it but it ended up, it, it was something that I really loved doing every single day, like day in and day out for a long time. Um, you know, it was service was how I viewed it at the time. Um, it, it taught me a lot of things in life that I definitely would not have gotten anywhere else. Um, you know, discipline, time management, just, you know, people skills that was all it's all it is you deal with people all day every day um tons of people 
So, man, that's such a broad question, to be honest, because that five years, so much happened. You know, just even just going through the academy, which is an it's a that was a feat in itself, even though it's only six months you live there. Right. But you eat, sleep and breathe that. The worst part about it is they make you go home on the weekends and you don't have to come back if you don't want to. I mean, you don't sign a contract to get in. So that's wild. Yeah. The first two weeks is hell week. Um, you know, that the whole goal though, you don't do a whole lot of learning the first two weeks. The whole goal is to so, get as many so people. So it's to, essentially almost like military. Yeah. It's very, it's very, style. it's, it's a para military organization. Okay. So like the instructors do have like formal training from like Paris Island, which is like the Marine Corps boot camp. And now I'm not saying like, it's like that, but it's very, because I never went through that, but it's seems like it's somewhat along the same lines. Um, just a lot of BS mind games and unnecessary hardships to get, you know, you to quit. Essentially the goal is to break you down into nothing so they can build you back up into who you need to be to be a trooper. So it was which a is, shock. Which is funny because, like, not funny, but, like, there's not very many people that would think that sounds cool and exciting. Yeah, and, like, it's very I, scary. Right. <laughs> but, like, you see the – which I didn't really think about at that time. I just knew that's what I wanted to do, and that was what I was going to have to do to do it. But, like, obviously it, it's been done. I mean, there's tons of people that have done it in their career. Right. Um, and there's so, people you wouldn't think would be able to do it that have done it too. Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely, like, even some of the people that I went through the class with, I was like, how are you going to make it through right. this? You know, and they do because they don't quit and that's all literally all it is like as long as you just you're there as long as you don't leave and as long as you don't do something stupid enough to get you kicked out like you're gonna make it through now i don't know what type of career you're gonna have because that's totally up to you too i mean it can definitely get the best of you if you let it and it did me for a while which you know i could talk about that too but that's almost a whole conversation on itself well i don't want to really skip over that part when you say get the best of you what like, what well, exactly I mean, are you referencing, I guess? Like I will say, when you first graduate, <clears throat> you go through another three months, 90 days of a training period with somebody. Like you ride with somebody the first five days. And then literally five after five days out of the academy, you're in the driver's seat of the car. Um, but you have somebody who has tons of experience, has went through training, training, like how to train somebody. Right. Um, which I I ultimately ended up doing also right before I left. I trained one of the troopers that's now training somebody at that post. But um, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, the so, hardship. So, yeah, like, like, you, you start out at like the academy the and, like, people pretty quick. yeah, like, when you start out at the academy, it's a super fun job for the first couple years. Like, you're just gung-ho about it. You love it. You don't see the negative stuff about it. It's just fun. Um, and then there comes a time – for everybody, it's around the five-year mark, which for me, it was around three and a half, I would say four years, yeah. where you really started to see, like, like what the job is actually about. And you start thinking, like, okay, the fun's over. It's become a job now, not just this fun thing that I was doing. Like, it becomes a job that you have to go to every day, clock in, clock out. Um, and you're like, do I want to do this for the rest of my career? Um and you just start to get really jaded. Like it's easy to get jaded because it's a lot of bureaucracy. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot of, there's a chain of command. So shit rolls downhill. Right. And you start out at the bottom and a lot of people stay there for their whole career. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what that division is. People don't see the, you know, like you, the general public don't see the administrative side of things. You only see the guys that do, we always just called it like the dirty work, mm-hmm. but that's the fun part of it. Um, but it can, you definitely get jaded because you deal with so much more than just the general public, like sometimes dealing with administration and like that side of work is almost harder than dealing with like BS, like now I wouldn't say BS from the public because like that's the easy part of the job. It get, seems like it gets to that point to where that's the easy part of the job. Like, man, I just want to go work. Yeah. And that's where the guys, guys really start to get jaded and that's, uh, they lose a lot of people then because you're not vested until 15 years on so people can leave yeah it, so i it like everything you're talking about right now like it sounds 
crazy to even think that they'd be comparable, but like literally everything you're talking about is the exact same in education. Like um, they're both state jobs. I, but like it, it's it's crazy to think like especially when you're saying like you enjoy the job itself and you want to yeah. just go do your work for sure. But like the administration is like what really is the worst part of showing up yeah. every day and like having to go through those hoops and yeah. the politics and all of the choices that you don't get to make. Yeah. And like that's going to be a whole nother episode that I'll do sometime down the, down the road. Yeah. But like, that's exactly why teachers get burnt out left and yeah. right. Most teachers don't even make it to like seven years anymore. Like yeah. they're just gone for good. And yeah. like when you and I were growing up, I mean, shit, there was teachers that were, well past 30 35 years when we were going to school oh yeah and like they tried dragging out as long as possible oh, yeah. like they loved it and like yeah they got like along you as their... a student would make a joke like come on you're here yeah again. like, you, like yeah, another year exactly. Jeez, <laughs> but like you would see like they would banter with their administrators yeah. and like have that good relationship and yeah um I, i'm sure it was the same like like in the trooper world i i granted like you didn't necessarily have that connection but I, yeah i don't know because honestly i didn't know older, a single person was there any older troopers though that like you worked with that like they kind of had like that old school like yeah there's definitely i will the problem everybody feels the same there like if you're if you're a trooper everybody feels the same if you're a supervisor at this level they all feel the same if you're a supervisor at the next level of that they all feel the same so like on the trooper side of things because that's where i was always at uh, i mean it's everybody kind of is on agreement with like yeah this there's a lot of BS here. Everybody knows what's going on, and that certainly doesn't help because it almost makes it miserable because everybody's only talking about that too. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know exactly how to answer that other than I. everybody was just kind of on the same page. Yeah. Where, but Did you like, ever – Sorry. Nobody wanted to, like, it was, people didn't leave because they're like, yeah, we're getting paid good enough to where I can t probably just deal with it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and we're, we're going like, to dive into that, that, that whole mindset yeah. of like, oh, I got it good. Like I'm comfortable. I'm <laughs> like, things are, you don't have to worry about money to take care of your family because it's a state right. job. And you know, when you grow up in the middle class or even lower to middle class, getting a state job is, well, and I, I think those people still like, they worry about money but it's different. Yeah. It, it, it's in a different sense of like, yeah. than how you and I would worry about money. Like they're yeah. most people are worrying about money that are like to go on vacations and yeah. to like buy the next big phone or to yeah. buy the best like shoes I want and a bigger cars house and, and like those kinds of things. And like, I get it. Yeah. Like the material stuff is good, but like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, there's a whole different caliber of people and, and we'll kind of dive into that. I'm sure. But yeah. Um, that don't view like, the money the same i guess like yeah. you and i want want big money yeah like, there's no line there's about no that. question like i don't want my family to ever have to worry i don't want to have to think about like right budgeting but, but our but our sense of like comfortableness yeah and like earning that money i, I don't know i don't know how to describe it, but like the, it's just different yeah <clears throat> i know exactly what you're saying but it's hard to kind of put into terms um other than you don't you don't want to feel like you're just like not living with any purpose. Like it's just for this little bit amount of money that you're getting yeah. every week. Like I'll just go to this shitty job and do it because they pay me just enough to where I don't care. Right. And like, that's just as scary as leaving that job and not knowing what you're going to do. Like in my mind, some people don't want to venture out of that, which is fine. I right. mean, to each their own. Um, you know, who am I to judge, but don't judge me for leaving because I just don't want to live that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. I, like Rob Baylor says, like, the 401k, like, all that stuff, all that bullshit, like, we've lived it, and I don't want to do it. And I have, too, and I know that I don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's, so. So that's going to kind of lead into the, the next point that we're going to get into is, like, when you were, like, I guess uh, I don't even know how to ask the question exactly, but I'll kind of go into like what I'm thinking and like how I feel on it. But like, just like you said with Rob Bailey mentioning like living the 401k life and having done it and like not wanting to be a part of that life and like not being wanting to settle, I guess for that. Yeah. That's like me. I think my wife, Amanda has seen it firsthand that like 
me trying to fit into that box and live that lifestyle and go by the the quote-unquote like nine to five like I know you and I didn't do an actual nine to five but like that lifestyle and like collecting the 401k and like doing all those things like I tried being in that mold and like I'm constantly bucking the system and like I my my mental health took a total shit this last year trying to do it um and that's like ultimately what got me yeah out of that system now not by my choice like you yeah but still out of that system yeah so like i said i i dealt with the mental side or the mental health side of things and like that's something that i like experienced firsthand and realized that now that i'm kind of on the other side of the picture like did you experience any of like any issues with like i know it's kind of like a buzzword and topic mental health but like did you experience anything when you were like still a trooper is that kind of what played part into it or did you realize some mental health things kind of going on after the picture because of leaving that comfortable lifestyle or um it's hard to say because i think it looks different to everybody like and i also think that you don't really know that you have like any sort of mental health issues at all while you have them you know yeah like you don't just you don't just like hey i have a mental health problem because of this right like i think it takes a long time like oh well in the moment i feel like it just seems like you feel like something's wrong like it's you yeah. yourself are broken or have something yeah i mean i definitely it's not it's not mental health it's just i have a pro- like i have an issue and that's yeah i mean definitely um i think getting getting trapped into the like when i got tired and i knew that i didn't want to do like that the nine to five life the 401k the working for somebody um you know to work my whole life and only have 11 years left before you know i die to actually live some life once i started to like uncover that i kind of started to go downhill a little bit and i i had like one incident like at work i should say two that have caused some of that um i would say some side mental health issues at work as a trooper trooper, yeah like i um also like my direct supervisor like when i was there said that he's like you know you kind of have been lucky that you've only been on five years and you've already got to deal with some like the best sides of the job and you've dealt with a lot of the worst sides that some guys go their whole career without even like dealing with um and i had two we call them critical incidents i mean i had two within my first five years there um, my first one was I was on two years and I got hit by a car out on 30. Like I lu- I was in my car luckily, but I was out on this. It, I, I get a lot of anxiety from that one because the way it, it happened was like, it was a wide out snowstorm and like it was in 2019, oh, wow. January 19, 2019. If that tells you how much I remember from it. Yeah. Um, wide out snowstorms. I mean the roads I had never experienced, like even growing up, like I had never experienced a snowstorm like this, like where the roads were just sheets of ice. But when you got like, you know, 40 semis even parked on the side of the road and cars just, well, I, I was handling like a, <coughs> a semi parked in the, or that had went off the road and was jackknifed into okay. the ditch. Anyway, so I was in the left lane because the semi trailer was out in the left lane. So like, I obviously had to be there with my lights on. So a car didn't just hit the semi because it was whiteout conditions. Well, I ended up getting a, a one ton dually with a 30 foot enclosed trailer with two cars and it lost control behind me and I couldn't even see it coming and I think about this all the time is that I had literally gotten back into my car like 20 seconds before I got hit and honestly what would have happened if you were not I would have been underneath the car for sure the way it hit yeah like I would have probably been a pancake um I think about that all the time dude like it gives me it gave me a shitload of anxiety for a long time just thinking about like when you think about how bad situations could have went, like yeah. it gives me anxiety just thinking about them. Like holy crap! But I came out of it like unscathed. Like I had a softball size um, goose egg on my head from where my snapback and hit the shotgun barrel. That's like a full twelve inches behind the seat. Right. Um, I almost wonder today if my back problems stem from that because I'm at the chiropractor every two weeks. <laughs> I was a pretty solid hit. It totaled the car. Right. Um. It broke the frame of the patrol car. 
Um, yeah. And, but you know, that was just one of two like incidents that caused some mental health issues. Um, <clears throat> mainly just anxiety though. But to the short answer to your question is, yeah, I've dealt with some mental health issues through that stint that yeah. probably will linger on for most of my life, I would say. Um, so I'll only say that one cause it's not gruesome and I came out okay. Yeah, no, I get that. I speaking of gruesome. So I used to be in respiratory therapy. I, yeah. I got to bring this up because this is one of those things too, that like I, I can, I can vividly still picture it. Like every sense the the smell and everything. Yeah. Um, a individual in Lima when I was doing my clinicals, I tried committing suicide yeah. and took a shotgun to his face. Well, mm-hmm. It's all he got was his face. Yeah. So it was like I had to, I was freaking. And he's probably still he was still alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And he had a um, had it all like in writing that he never wanted to have like um, never or he wanted to have everything done possible. Like he wanted really? to make sure that he would live. Like had everything in writing that like by all means. And obviously, I don't think he would have had all that stuff had the mindset and whatever that took place that made him do that but yeah anyways i can still picture as a freaking 20 year old kid yeah being in that room and like yeah yeah that was that was a lot um yeah but anyways i'm not gonna go into that stuff we gotta move on along (laughs) from the gruesomeness that's yeah that's not fun to talk about yeah nobody wants Um, to i mean and it's it's a part of the job like yeah especially with your field um the medical field too and like your wife deals with that like it's all part of it, and we need to have people that can handle that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like there's going to be some mental health things that kind of make their way in, whether you deal yeah. with it right then or not. Um, yeah. And I think it's funny because I think a lot of people are, like, a lot of people ask about that stuff, believe it or not. Like, oh, what's the worst thing you've seen? Right. And honestly, like, sometimes I want to tell them so they don't ask anybody that ever again just because, like, it's way worse than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Like when you see that actual, they, they think it's like a movie. Like yeah, they like, think it's like the stuff like you the, see all of the movie. Isn't real and like and like it's funny because what I learned, like it's not near as frequent as you see in the movies. It's not action packed, right. but when it happens, it's it's bad. Like it's gruesome and, um, like, you know, people. I think people don't really think about a lot of the worst things that can possibly happen to like somebody. And close. they don't, yeah. I think, I think most people would be shocked to find out, like, if I, if I just truly answered, like, what are the worst things you've seen? Right. I think some people would be pretty shocked, like, really? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, in their mind, it's probably not that bad. Right. What they're imagining is the worst. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, it's way worse than you can imagine, right. like, if you really wanted to And when you're know. talking to someone that was there and, like... You can remember yeah. the, the sight, you, the I smell, can't, I can't explain. the feeling, yeah. the emotions, yeah. like during and after. Yeah, because you don't, believe it or not, you you hardly you don't have any emotions during it. Yeah. Because it's such an adrenaline dump. It, it's that flight or fight, yeah, flight or fight response, like that yeah. fighting mechanism kicks in and like, yeah. you're just yeah. in the zone, this is what you're trained to do. Yeah. You get it done, and then it's like afterwards you just feel freaking like yeah. and beat to death. Like yeah. energy, and the worst part emotion, is, is everything. Like, yeah, it doesn't always even – it's not like that day. Oh, yeah. It's no. not the next day. It's not like that week. Right. But like, it's like whenever your body and mind finally settle down from yeah, the Yeah, man. Like, it could be two months, and you just, like, it randomly just, like, boom. You're like – Yeah. <sighs> right. For sure. Um, so, I know we kind of talked a lot off air yesterday that kind of stirred up, like, even the idea of doing – this podcast um because i know i'd mentioned to you that like i was starting a podcast and like doing this stuff and like i had you on the list to get at some point but i didn't think that it was going to be as soon as it was (laughs) and we talked a lot about like mental health young guys um just everything that society kind of throws out there or brushes under the rug and i i for whatever reason like Anytime a man starts to bring up like that they're feeling like anxious about something or um, something's like that they're depressed, um, 
dealing with any of those kind of symptoms, like people just automatically, especially like between guys, like other guys will just say, oh, you're just being a pussy. Yeah. Like suck it up, like block right. it out, move on buttercup, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and then it's like the opposite. Like if you, like if we were to talk about this, like whether it's true or not, as guys, we think that like girls are going to think that like, they're going to think less of us. They're right. not going to, they're going to take away like that man card right. or like, they're not going to respect you as much or things like that. And like, I know firsthand being on this side now that that's not, not the case, especially in the women's stance. Um, a lot of men too, like are dealing with shit constantly yeah. that they just don't talk about. Uh, I feel like that's kind of like what has drawn us closer and having right. these conversations because like yeah it, like, it's there and it exists and like when you when you're in deep water and you feel like you can't get out um whether you're currently there or you've gone to the other side like you get a sense of that stuff now and like yeah. i i whether that's a blessing or a curse for me like i can sense that from people yeah. um but just a little tangent and then I, I want to hear your thoughts on stuff sorry um but like i've told amanda my biggest fear is i've kind of had this mindset and thing worked up in, in my head internally that like suicide it, it's never it's never going to be a reality for me like i've i've made that commitment to myself um i have things put into place because i don't want the outsiders outside of me personally to have to deal with that. So like I have systems, like I have right. my therapist that I, I've had this conversation with. I've had my wife that I've had this conversation with that. Like if that thought ever comes to my mind, I have people that like, they will know right away. Right. Um, and I don't know, granted, I don't know if that's like an actual effective safety net because I've never been in those situations. Like I, like you obviously can't ask somebody that has, fully gone through with that if they had a plan in place or something you know what i mean right um but that's something i've made up in my mind and i know this is going to make people uncomfortable because people don't want to talk about or think about right. suicide or there are people they know talking about it but like it never came to my mind during my darkest times i think because like i made those conversations with myself with my therapist amanda flat out asked me like in one of my darkest times like, are you having thoughts of suicide? And like, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, goosebumps now. But like that conversation, like that's what like tipped me over. Like, holy shit, I have gotten so low yeah. in my that somebody like, else can see it, and you just like you can see it in somebody else. <laughs> my security yeah. right now with myself that my wife is asking me if I'm having thoughts of killing myself. Yeah, like that that freaking hit me to the core. So like, one of my things now is like anybody that i just get like that sense um is struggling if i see it on social media if i see it in person conversations whatever like i text people i call them i reach out to them i do those little things because like that is my biggest fear is not myself anymore because i feel comfortable that I, that's never going to happen yeah. um but i'm afraid that i'm going to lose friends lose family like right. i don't want to live with knowing that i did not talk to them i did not reach yeah. out and it's uh sorry i know that's a lot to like unload no. cuz we did not talk about that part no it's perfectly <laughs> but. fine because but that's a heavy burden to put on yourself too cuz you know i know you can't just you can't i guess you can't i mean I, i'll just say you can't spend your whole life thinking about that too like and it'd it, be like, hard to go your whole life thinking about like i have to try to see this in everybody right you know and, you'll and drive would, yourself crazy i would say like I, I told you the word that always comes back to my mind is i'm at peace now like yeah. i don't worry about it necessarily but it is something that like if i notice that in a conversation yeah. i can't just walk away yeah. and pretend like i didn't get that vibe or notice it you yeah. know what i mean like i have to acknowledge it yeah so, in a timely manner of some sort yeah for your own sake <sighs> For their, for their sake. sake too yeah, for, but like, like obviously not even them like not even that person but yeah like their family their family yeah. yeah who may not see it right or who may see it and just like not want to even touch the subject because it is such uncomfortable. a uncomfortable subject yeah. and people really don't like to have uncomfortable conversations right especially with people they know like the or it seems like the closer you are yeah like the harder it is but no i i mean 
I lived in chronic pain for a long time. I had some serious migraines. And the migraine is noted. It's called, the neurologists call it the suicide headache. Um, and, like, yeah, I can't say that I never thought about it, to be honest, because it's such an unbearable pain that you cannot escape from. Uh, and I just finally, after 11 years of going through that, um, and I'm not talking like, <clears throat> you know, migraines like ever these people get migraines like once every couple months or once and my wife gets them like once a year and like she can hardly tolerate it mm -hmm. and i don't like say like well try doing it you know every day like right because i know how bad it is but you know i would have you know three or four of them a day like that controlled my whole life and i'm like i am not living my whole life like this like i can't and uh, i finally ended up having this surgery where they removed a section of the nerve out of my head um, about a month ago, and I was gonna say, is that dude, the it's been, one you had recently? Yeah, it's been. I won't say life changing yet, because it's only been a short amount of time. But I would have never agreed to do this, like, because I wouldn't like. It, I had such bad anxiety about it, like even just to go on a vacation or a trip, like it just always ruined everything. Yeah. So, like, I would not even probably be here willing to do this because I'd be thinking about like, well, I might get a migraine in the middle of it, right. which like, it sounds so able, crazy. Am I going to be able to carry on a conversation? Yeah, man. I mean, it's hard to explain because it's such a uh, uncommon thing. Like, it's rare to have like that. That's why I saw several different migraines over or migraine specialists and neurologists and pain management specialists over 11 years and nobody could figure it out because there wasn't enough research for it because it's so rare and it's just like not a huge probably doesn't provide a whole, whole lot of profit i would say that's probably right. the main reason um which is why i ended up leaving those like institutions that i was going to to find my own care and that's the only reason i found this surgeon my not a single neurologist had ever mentioned this surgery in my entire life I found it on my own. My wife found it actually by just Googling because we were at like wit's end with it. Like we could mm -hmm. not, I was like, I, I literally told her, I was like, I cannot do this. I was like, I am not living my life this way. It affected both of us. Yeah. So, but I, yeah. So I have definitely went down that avenue of like what exactly what you were talking about mm -hmm. to where it has came to that point where like I considered it as an option. Like I was not going to go through like, especially make my family deal with this like my whole life because it sucked, dude. It, but I hope it's over with it's, I, I'm seeing a lot of good signs and so is the surgeon. It's like, like it's done with <laughs> like, That's cool. Yeah, man, I, I, I was awake during the uh, procedure because it only takes, like, 25 minutes to go in. Like, they make, like, a – I only got six stitches. So they're not going to put you out for a 20-minute procedure. Ugh. I didn't feel it. I, I didn't care. feel a thing. That, but, dude, I get super grossed out about that stuff. When I, don't, I, think I don't know that, how like, much you want to hear, but, like – Yeah, I, no I, offense, but I don't want to go into that. No, but my point <laughs> is, like, I cried when I was, like, on the operating table. Uh, yeah not because of any of that just because i was like finally like something oh, that's probably like, gonna work right like it was such a big relief like, i was like holy crap like there's relief. such a big chance for this one yeah like because like i had my whole face covered up and everything like i never even told my wife about this i was like like i cried when i was on the operating table just because i was like holy shit like my life is hopefully gonna change here i was like i might actually be able to enjoy it now you know like I, like I said, I always had troubles enjoying, like, just day-to-day -day stuff, like, basic stuff that you should enjoy yeah. that I was not because I'm just, like, I was just felt like it's, like, dude, my life sucks. I'm dealing with this pain all the time. So, yeah, so, it's been. So, like, right now, you're basi basically what you're saying is, like, you're maybe a month in the clear of, like, not dealing with some of the, like, yeah physical pain obviously but then like the the mental the, the stuff mental that comes with it things that came along yeah yeah like it, it, even if i wasn't in pain and i was having like a good time like there was always this black cloud yeah. over top of me it's yeah, just like dude, I, I, I get it yeah so it's like i don't know 
it's almost like and the the weird thing is is like this these didn't start until i was like 17 or 18 years old just one day randomly i had went my whole life up until then without this happening and then just one day in high school like at the end of high school which really sucked because it you know, it that's kinda, like the worst time of your life to yeah, because like have that added into the, all the other stresses that yeah. come with being a young man and well that and just like I feel like the time you don't know what you want to do with your life even by the time you graduate high school and you right. shouldn't be forced to decide that so like that time between eighteen and you know even your I would say late twenties like say, you're honestly still, eighteen to twenty five twenty six yeah, like still like just doing a bunch of stuff to you're figure navigating. out yeah you're navigating and I. I feel like I'm just now starting that because I can finally like I didn't get that. Yeah. I didn't get that. Um I didn't want to navigate because I had to be here around my doctors too. I had to go get a nerve block in my head every so many weeks just to control the pain. Like I couldn't and my neurologist is here. I was like I have to stay here. I have to you know not go out, not travel, not stuff like that. So Right. I feel like I'm just now to that, like where I'm just now starting to navigate life and kind of decide like I can do whatever I want now. So it's, uh, That's I don't cool. know. I kind of feel pretty powerful right now, even cool. though I also took a huge step back. Like I did the thing, yeah. I did the thing that people in like their forties and stuff are like talk like doing, or even their late thirties. I did it when I was like 21 till, um, till I was 26, you know? So, now that I know that I don't, I, it's almost like a blessing mm-hmm. when I think about it, because now I know for a fact I've done it. I don't have to waste 15 years of my life to get to that point to realize I hate it, but now I'm stuck and I have to, because I have a family now right. and I have kids and, and it's I'm harder 40. to feel like you yeah. can restart stuff. After yeah. You've and that I'm not, far in. I'm not 40 or 42 if yeah. feeling like my life's, you know, feeling like I, my life's like I have to have my shit together my life's almost over right. you know like shoot dude I, I still feel that like, yeah but I, I felt that for the freaking last 10 years of my life yeah I've just kind of recently started to look at like kind of what I went through that not a lot of people know about because I never talked about it much because it's just people get like oh just ibuprofen work I'm just like I just didn't tell people because yeah. it's just like you have no idea what I've been through, <laughs> like dealing with this specific thing right. that you know nothing about. So I almost look at it now as like a blessing. It's like, well, at least I know I don't want to do this. Like I know that I don't want to fall into that trap. So now I'm just taking a huge step back and a huge gamble, I guess, on figuring out what I actually want to do. I'm just a little late to the game, but I'm also a little ahead. Right. Um, just at least I know, I don't know what I want to do, but at least I know what I don't want to do. So that helps narrow it down a lot. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to ask, like, um, again, we've talked about this outside of like this conversation, but what are, I guess, first off, so you left being a trooper and you're doing what now just for reference for some people. Cause I don't yeah. think we've actually mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, I just have a, um, a painting business here, a local one, just okay. residential. I have a couple full-time employees. Um, All right. So I want to remember pause you there because I'm going to keep it working on like your mindset with different things and like how you say stuff. So like you said, I just have a painting business. I catch with, myself doing that with all the time. like just two employees, like K people. <laughs> Let's back up. I you, agree. You're, you're 28. All right. You left a comfortable position. You went out on a risk on your own. Um, you started seeing success with your business. Financially, you got to the point that like now you not just have a painting business, but you have a successful painting business to where you're bringing in good, good yeah. figures every month. Better revenue than I was making before. Right. Yeah. And then now you're at the point that you are hiring two people that are, are they both older than you? Uh, one is seven years older than me. One is... A little bit younger than me. Okay. So yeah. either way, that, that even goes even better because now you have someone that's older than you in a different stage of life probably. Yeah, for um, sure. And then you have someone that's younger and probably, whether they'll admit it or not, looking up to you in some way, shape, or form. Like Yeah, I can tell. They're, they're taking yeah. things from you, um, whether that's intentional or yeah. not. Um, and again, like you're 28. Like you haven't even hit 30. 
Yeah, like, I don't like, know what I'm doing yet, <laughs> to but, be honest. But, like, that's – I mean, whether or not that's going to be what you stick with and ultimately do, like, the experience and different, like, impacts that you're making for not just yourself but, like, the future generations that are coming after you, yeah. um, like, it's going to be huge. Like, you're, you're breaking that little, like – generational yeah. norm for your family's sake and whatever and taking a different route yeah i uh catch myself saying just like all the time when i talk about yeah. that and like you try to make it less than what it is yeah well because because you because like, I, I get it you you are a hard critic on your own self yes and like you know that you want to do more can do more yes are going to do more yes. so you feel like this is just this right now but yeah and that along with like the job that i left a lot of people view like myself and my family like it's a noble career mm -hmm. um and when you those of you that are not from ohio just for the record for listening's sake i have to tell you like it's pretty well known at least in our area we refer to troopers as the state dicks just yeah i just want to get that out there too like yeah and i never took and i never took offense but. to it because even just like dealing with people people would say that all the time that we're dealing with they'd be like oh i'm sorry i just like that's just what we call you that's what yeah. people call you i'm just like that's cool man like i get it like I which don't i care. guess in in and of itself like that is kind of like a like a i don't know that is some nobility behind it that like you have a position to where like you have to be stern and hard and and whatever sometimes and yeah. like people have to respect that they would yeah. i mean you're not at least the state unicorns or right right <laughs> rainbows or yeah whatever. so yeah but it's but the, that's the reason I catch myself saying just all the time is because I went from something like that where I viewed as like, right. you know, more, I felt like I, and yeah, well, I just felt like I had a good, like, I felt like I had some real purpose. And now that I've stepped away from that to just kind of transition to whatever else I'm going to do, I say just on accident because like, I'm just doing this. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it <laughs> it's kind of like me, like now when people talk to me about like what it is that I do, I say, well, I just own a small gym in Rockford and I, I just do online coaching. Yeah. And like I have to catch myself doing the I same know. thing. So I think a lot of people it. would probably do that. Yeah. Um, so I guess what is, we'll kind of wrap this up here um, with a couple final pieces that I wanted to ask about because I mean, frick people, we hit on a lot of stuff. Um, so if you did not have like your notebook handy and, and whatnot, I would definitely go back, listen to some of this, take some notes on things that like he's talked about that I've talked about. Um, but like what, like, I know there's going to be people that want to know, like, how do I get out of this mold? Like, oh my God, I can relate to what both of you are saying. I am stuck in this rat race. I do not view anything the same as my coworkers. I, I can't just go with the flow of stuff. Like, I feel like I, like my skin is crawling sometimes. Like I, I'm just fed up and like feel like I need to get out but I have no idea what I want to do no idea like like they're just they're stuck I would say uh, we both know those people that talk about it but yeah man I'd say I'd say join the club right I'd say just join the club and do do whatever it is that you think that you want to do even if it's temporary if it if it's going to get you out of that rut that you absolutely hate it. I think it's affecting your life in way more ways than you even realize. I think about that a lot. I don't have the good answer for that because I'm very, how, this is very recent for me too. Right. And, and how do you, how have you felt like physically, mentally, like I know you've had some ups and downs being out and like not having yeah. that comfortableness and whatnot, but like overall, like lifestyle while lifestyle wise and mentality, like how do like, how do you feel like you felt now versus when you were in the thick of all of that as a trooper? It's kind of scary. I will say that. Um, it feels really good for a while. And then it gets to the point where, like, did I make the right decision? Because I don't really – you find out that you actually don't know a whole lot. Um, Okay, so let's phrase Remind it this way. That question, or yeah, so let's phrase it. Let's a phrase it way. this way. Do you feel like the Austin Adams State Trooper was the best individual, or do you think the Austin Adams that is currently doing this and has really no ceiling or like limit on his head right now, 
do you feel like this is the best version of you yeah, I in think, this moment? I think I'm definitely on the track for being the best version of me. Um, like I, when I was like in the patrol, I had to be like this type of person pretty much. I had to fit the mold. And it's kind of, it's been an experience so far just realizing that like I can actually figure out like who I actually am because I've never really had to. I've just, like I said, I, I went straight into that when I was 21 and I just had an identity. Mm-hmm. Like I had to be like this. Um, so now that I'm not that anymore, I am just starting to like realize that I don't have to be who I was when I was there, even though I'm not there. Like I can actually just do a bunch of stuff to figure out what, who I actually am and what I actually want to do with the rest of my life, even if it's not what I'm doing now. So it's definitely a um, transition phase, I feel like, but I feel better now than I did then because I know now that there is no ceiling and I'm not stuck here. Um, and I definitely think I w- if I would have stayed there, I would have really shortchanged my life. Like I really would have shortchanged myself. I don't know what I, I don't know what I, my potential is, but I know what I was feeling when I left there. And I know that I was feeling like I was meant for a lot more than this. Right. And that's going to, I think that's probably going to look different for everybody. And for me, I don't really know what it looks like yet, but I'm just kind of grinding through my day every day. I'm just going to the gym. Um, you know, I'm listening to specific people I like listen to, like Andy Frisella and the same people you listen to, really. Right. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Realizing that, the, like, Gary Vaynerchuk wasn't Gary Vaynerchuk until he was yeah. how like, old? That thing you sent me today, like, that hit me hard. It's like, funny. I was laying was in bed last night. He was and he was still stocking shelves. He was shelves. still stocking shelves when he was 32 years old. And yeah. I was thinking about that, about that last night. I was like, man. I am 28. Gary Vaynerchuk, who is trying to buy the Jets at this point in his life, was still stocking shelves at a wine store when he was 32 years old. And that that really slows me down and makes me, like, think, like, I can take the time to figure it. Like, time time is very relative. Yes, it is. You feel like it's, like, you're running out of time at a fast rate. But, like, not saying that, like, tomorrow is granted to anybody, like, by any means. But, like, you don't rush it. Yeah, that's – and I think it's And that's everything with life, like, your family, your experiences. Yeah. That's what I tell my – I'm not going to drop the F-bomb if I can help it, but my my (laughs) clients, like, even with your nutrition, like, everything, don't rush it. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way because that's been pounded in our heads our whole lives, like, especially in the education system, not dogging on teachers or anything because it's not their fault. It's not them, yeah. Yes. That's going to be a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah, that started with the Board of Education, (laughs) if you want to go that far back. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, was it Rockefeller? Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like we're meant to, to be a nation of laborers, not a nation of thinkers. And I'm pretty sure those were his, his exact they, words. They created businesses and schools to yes. be able to mass produce people to come in, do the job and yeah. go out because if they're easily replaceable, then that makes yeah. it better for all the big yeah, exactly. corporations and everyone that's profiting off of these people that you can just keep funneling in and yeah. spin them out as needed. And I really felt that way when I was working for the state is like yeah. I knew that I was a number on a spreadsheet. Um, I mean, like we didn't even call each other names. Like it was right. unit numbers too, that's to weird. be exact. Yeah, yeah. super weird. It's so. That's just like I feel weird like whenever I, I was a teacher and had to like get my kids in line to walk down the hallway quiet standing in a straight line yeah. like every time i'm like god this, this, this is i'm gonna yeah. say it, this is fucking weird yeah like i i got creeped out every time i'm like yeah this is what we do like get in line shut up yeah pay attention yeah. eyes forward don't experience hands anything. to yourself yes. i'm like <laughs> don't be human yeah <laughs> just walk and listen i know dude and but, that's why like i don't blame anybody and it's it's hard to kind of I'm just kind of starting to almost unwire myself from that lifestyle where like, I think I have to have everything figured out right now and have my shit together right now. Um, like, no, like that's why, that's why I only follow people like Gary V and 
you know, all those same people that you do just because the like, people that have actually done stuff too. Like yeah. we need to preface that. Like yeah. you're going to, you and I have both fallen into that trap yes. in that comparison game. Like you see people that are putting stuff out there and like social media is so good at yeah. making things look perfect and hunky dory and whatever. Yeah. And it like, it, it's not like, yeah. I have people that talk to me all the time too, that like, they think I got everything so good and like life that. is so sweet <laughs> I know, dude. dude you do not know this chaos so like i i, I don't hide it anymore too. like i show all my chaos like i get it. that too i get that too especially from, it must be like, nice have you ever heard that oh my god yes <laughs> yeah yeah family's the notorious one for that yeah <laughs> but uh all right so we're we're kind of at time here um i wanted to point out something that like he said though that like is exactly how I feel. It's exactly how like all my high level achieving friends have felt the mentors that I, I deal with on a consistent basis is like, you just, you felt like you didn't belong or like it wasn't, you yeah. weren't fitting into that mold. And like, that is what I feel like the people that are going to resonate with like this conversation specifically are going to be the ones yeah. that just like they're stuck and they just feel like they they don't fit in they don't like there's something that like they're made yeah. for a bigger purpose that's what it was you said sorry yeah and i think if you i think if you feel that way then you're not not i want to so ahead. yeah if they're feeling that way i don't think anybody should just jump haphazardly into no. something like that's not what you did that's not what i've done no. like i've had my gym here for five years um doing it on the side of my yeah. full-time career i've been coaching clients online for four and a half years before I reached like legit success with people to where it's yeah. taken off and I can make it into a business. And like, it's the same thing with you. Like you were doing things on the side. I was while I had this still business. working. Yeah. I was, I had this business on the side while I was still working for the state. Yeah. Um, I didn't just up and quit my job one day and just right. decide people to don't see that file they... my LLC the next day and then think right. about getting stuff started. And you know, the, the, the ball was rolling for quite a while and, I just decided because that's a big decision. Yeah. It's a huge decision. But, um, but they got to start like, yeah, I think the best I've always heard this is like the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. Yeah. And the best time and the next best time is today right now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you're not making plans, if you're not doing something right now, like you're never going to get to that point. It's not just going to fall into your lap. Uh, Like obviously there are those situations where that does happen, but that's like finding a unicorn. Like right. it's super rare. If that happens to you, then you should take it and run. <laughs> right. Because. <But> like, <laughs> yeah. Like doing something. Yeah. Like it, you got to do something. If you're doing yeah. something, you're going to go in the right direction. And then you can start building that momentum. You'll find out stuff that you that yeah. works, that doesn't work. And like just keep building off of it to get you to a point so you can step yeah. away from that comfort. And yeah. Take Stepping a away from the comfort. That's that's. Believe it or not, that's the hardest part of all of it. Yep. That's the hardest part of all of it. Like I said, I had, um, I was telling you the other day that I had, when I left, they gave you 12 months to come back with no questions asked, like walk right back into your job, like nothing ever happened, seniority, spa, everything. You get 12 months. And I thought when I left, I was like, man, this is going to be hard. This is going to be a hard 12 months not to go back. And it turned out. It was the easiest part, and now that I'm through the 12 months, now that I cannot go back. You don't have that plan B. Now that I don't have that plan B, now things are just now starting to get hard. Like, um, (laughs) and it's funny because I was talking. The ships have been burnt. Like, now this is what I have to do. Yeah, and it's funny because Andrew and I were talking on the phone uh, yesterday, and I was explaining to him that we had – you know, we had 12 months to go back and um, I didn't do it. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I was proud of myself for that. But it was in that moment while I was talking to Andrew that it literally clicked in my mind at the second. I was like, wait a second, that was the easy part. And now what I thought was going to be the hardest part turned out to be the easiest part. And now I'm dealing with the hard part, um, which was just a little bit of her perspective shift in the moment that right. has honestly kind of carried on into today. And I yeah. just feel it's cool to see that stuff. Too. I feel really relaxed today because I recognize that. Um, and I know for a fact like that, I'm not going back. So, you know, now I do have the zero option, right? You know, I don't have to do what I'm doing now, but at least I know that I'm not going back to that 
Like, it's just, I don't know. It feels like you're walking out of the school doors on your senior day. You're like, that's almost how I feel today. It's weird. The, uh, I, there's this like meme or something that I've always seen on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. And it's, um, I can't think the guy that plays like the more modern 007. Do you know who I'm talking about? Man, I I can't think of his name, but he's been in some other movies. Maybe if I saw it. And it's got like this, like super, like, I don't know. Like he's like the super fly dude, like doesn't give two shits about anything. And he's just like walking in, like he owns the place. I'm like, that's how I feel right now. Like when I'm, like when people are asking about stuff and like I people feel bad for me and they're like, Oh, like, are you doing okay? And I'm like, yeah. dude, I feel like yeah. this stress has come off like you can't imagine. Um Yeah. But it's it's cool for me because like like I said, I got kind of those vibes and those senses and that's why like I've kind of been reaching out periodically, checking in and whatnot. I had no idea to what extent anything was. Um Yeah. But like it's all i think it's all working for a reason the things that you're doing are on track they're for a purpose and i'm just like i'm personally freaking proud of you for sticking with it and taking that leap because not many people do so yeah i know we don't hear that very often no i really people saying that but i really appreciate that because you know the only thing i've really ever heard is like why'd you leave such a good job yeah you know man that would have been a good career I still have people shooting me yeah. wanted ads or positions for like teaching jobs. And yeah. I'm like, like, no, I, I got to do this right now. Yeah, man. I know. 10 years, maybe. I don't know. See, that's the but. thing is like, I don't know what this is going to transpire into. Even if it's not what I'm doing now, which to be honest, like I highly doubt it. It is, but yeah, I know that I'm definitely have zero chance if I just stay working my nine to five job, which I know that I hated before I left. So I don't even know why I wanted to go back. Like the only reason I would want to go back is because it gets pretty uncomfortable when you're not relying on somebody else for income, the conversations with people too. And like all that. Yeah. Well, right. That's it. Like, yeah, you get those little, get that bitch voice that sinks in and you're like, I'm just going to shut them all up. I'm just going to do it. And yeah, but yeah, we'll see. You know, I always just think, yeah, we'll see what it's like. And, you know, 15 years from now, right. we'll see if the tables have turned. Like, we'll reassess me then and reassess yourself then. Yep. I try to do that every day. Like, I'm, it's the only thing I think about is, like, <laughs> that. Yep, I get it. So, but, you know, you become hard on yourself when you do that. But I, I need it, to be honest. Yeah. So, I'm fine with it. That's why I called you because I knew, I knew that you weren't gonna tell me stuff that I wanted to hear <laughs> that I was just hearing everywhere else. I was like, I nope. know I have no reason to. Yeah, I was like, I know you're gonna just tell me what yeah. I need to hear, and there's not gonna be like with you. You and I have not been close enough in our life for there be to any. There's no emotion between <laughs> yeah. us. Like, right? Like you don't care what I do, and I don't care what you do. Like we're both just living our lives. We don't talk regularly. Right. Like, I mean. I don't even know how we, we even. We probably will now. Yeah. yeah, we probably will now because it's, you know, you're the only person that I know that thinks and feels the way I do. So, like I said, I mean, I haven't had yeah. dude friends in a long time. But I, I'm telling you, this this right here is going to open a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. It's going to make people. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize that the way they're feeling is a lot more prevalent in everybody than they actually think it yeah. is. Like you're not, you're not the only one who you're thinks like island. that. Yeah. You're not on an Island. And, um, I think that's a huge misconception, like, especially when people don't want to talk about how like they're feeling because they think that nobody else like will understand. Yeah. But I think more people would than you realize. Like, I think a lot more people are going through shit than you think. Yeah. Um, some Probably 100%. even the same shit, you know? Yep. I agree 100%. But, all right. This yeah. Is, this is pretty freaking cool, dude. Yeah, this I, was fun. We should do it again. Yeah. Thanks for... We should uh, definitely do it again. Coming up and... Uh, we should have a fan in here next time, though, because it's hot as balls. It is. <laughs> I, there's the fan right there. Yeah. It's not like that. That's doing good. Um, yeah. That's... Yeah. That's a whole other story. But, uh... Um, what i guess i didn't give you a heads up on this but like what is your like 
business name. I know you're, you're like you're ro- located in the like Mercer County, Van Wert County yeah, well, area I of Ohio. Little, I have a little shop in Salina, but it's custom finish painting. Uh, we pretty much just do residential work, but we do some light commercial work too when I feel like it. If it's something that I can handle. There you go. All right. So, so if you need any painting services of any sort, um, reach out to him because I'm sure if he doesn't, if he's not able or capable of doing a job of some sort, he's probably got connections at this point of I know people, who people can. he can hook you up that can do it. So, um, yeah, if they'll answer their phone. There you go. It's hard to find somebody who's going to answer their phone right now because there's so much work to be done that yeah. it's just like everybody's just way overloaded. All right. It's endless. All right. Well, appreciate it, dude. Excited to Thanks. see how all this stuff keeps unfolding for you. But yeah, I think this is, this is day one right now. So It feels like it. It feels like it for some reason. All right, man. Well, thanks again, and until next time, gang. No bad days. And as always, if you get any value from this, if you get any value from the things that I've shared, from the things that you've heard from other listeners, if you've taken any kind of value whatsoever away from this episode, this podcast, this platform, um, please share it. Okay. That is the greatest thing uh, that you can do for me to help grow this mission and to help keep expanding our reach is sharing this message with other individuals that would get some sort of value or benefit from hearing it themselves firsthand. Okay. The only way that we're able to grow this mission, the only way that we can help keep this thing going and the only way that um, we can possibly help change the, the direction of someone's life or help them get steered in the right direction as far as like an outlet or an opportunity to, to help get them through whatever it is they're going through is sharing positivity, sharing messages, sharing the likes of things that this podcast hopefully is representing for, for all of those things. Okay. This could be the outlet for somebody else. So if you would please share it. And as always, as my mom would say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. If you didn't appreciate it. If there's something you didn't enjoy. That's fine. Okay. You can give me some some feedback and criticism, but no need to spread that kind of word. Um, if you do have something good, if you do have something positive, please share the word, share the message, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like it, I can appreciate you guys, and take care. No bad days.